the threat of death is what keeps life exciting. Do you understand, my friends? But how much multiplication are you using in life? Me? None. I use none. Most of the people you listen to don't know what the fuck they're talking about. I'll just tell you I don't know what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into the next episode of Joe Kelly's Psychedelic Experience. What's going on with you, my friend? Your old pal Joe here, checking in with you on a motherfucking Monday, my friend. How's it going? How's it hanging? I hope you're doing well. I'm sorry I missed your last week. But listen, I hope you're doing better than you ever thought you possibly could be doing. And if you're not, that's okay. But get your shit together. All right? September's winding down. What the fuck did you get done this month? Oh, I was tired. I didn't, I couldn't. Winter's coming and it's getting cold and I couldn't stay motivated. Fuck off. Get your shit together. Get done what you need to get done, all right? But if not, hey, October's coming up. Brand new month. Brand new chance to turn shit around. So get prepared. Get ready. And I hope you're doing okay. Listen, got some shows coming up. Whole bunch of shows coming up over the next uh, couple few months here. Ladies and gentlemen, this week I will be in Texas. I'm going to be in Houston on Wednesday at The Secret Group, a place called Bryan, Texas, on Thursday at Rogue Comedy Network, and then Hyenas Comedy Club this uh, Friday and Saturday. That's September 30th and October 1st. Going to be with my good buddy Aaron Weber. Next week, October 6th through the 8th, The Stress Factory Factory in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Also with my buddy Aaron Weber. Uh, Chicago, the 13th through the 15th. Vegas, the 21st and the 22nd, and uh, all sorts of good stuff coming up. Shows in November as well. JoeKellyComedy.com has all your dates and info. Go check it out, all right? And it's going to be great. The shows will be fun, I promise you. What's been going on with you? I missed you last week, my friend. That's my bad. I, uh, I just didn't do a fucking podcast. You know what I mean? I was lazy, kinda. It's kinda lazy, so that's my bad. I'm sorry I missed you, but I hope you made it through the week without me. I have a feeling you did. I think you're a strong enough person that you can handle your life without me being around, but uh, happy happy to be back here with you, my friend. Uh, this is what happened, is my buddy hit me up to do a show in Cincinnati uh, just this past Saturday, but he hit me up about a week and a half ago to do it. And I didn't really have anything going on in Nashville, so I just fucked off and went up to Michigan for the week to see my family. And uh, I had all my computer and podcasting equipment. I could have done one, but I just didn't feel like it. I was taking uh, time away from the wonderful world of the internet just to spend time with my family. So that's what happened, people. I was like, man, I got to do a podcast. And it's like, you know what? Maybe just don't do it this week. Maybe just fucking unplug for a half a second and uh you know take a goddamn break for a minute so that's what i was doing i was cooking my mom a homemade lasagna for her birthday so i know some of you fuckers some of you fuckers out there you go oh you missed the podcast what are you fucking quitting on me no i was doing something nice for my mom all right it's her birthday last week my niece's birthday so i was just doing family shit, mainly getting drunk with my family. That's that's just how we spend time together, you know? But uh, it was a pretty good trip. Hopefully got some uh, shows coming to Flint, Michigan here in December. I'll keep you all updated. But that's all I was doing last week, chilling, laying low, 
went on a hike in the great state of Michigan and just spent time with my family. And uh, just, you know, when you're like a kid, right? And you're like, man, I'm different than my family. I'm so different than them. And uh, I don't know, maybe it's the spending time away from them as much as I have been for the past, you know, 10 years or whatever it is where I only see them kind of once in a while. But now when I see my family, I go, oh, that is nothing but parts of me inside of them. Or I am nothing but parts of them that have been reflected uh, from them upon the world, I should say that way. Just so many similarities. It's fucking, it's absolutely mind-blowing. And I'm noticing it with my niece because I don't have any kids. Maybe you got kids. But, um, you know, my niece likes to stir the shit a little bit. It's very fun. She likes to press people's buttons. She likes to run her mouth. But uh, she was not, everyone says she was not taught to do that. You know what I mean? She wasn't taught to talk back and be mouthy and shit like that. and it's like, well, no, nobody taught her how to do that, but that is how everybody acts around her. So there's always, my parents would say this shit to me too, where we go, oh, we raised you better than that. You know what I mean? Like you fuck up, you do something stupid or whatever it is. And uh, it's like, well, yeah, you told me not to do those things, but you were doing them. You know what I mean? Everyone's going, uh, my sister keeps talking about my niece about how, oh, I tell her something, but it's in one ear and out the other. And it's like, yeah, maybe that's how most kids are, is they're not really listening to you. So perhaps, so perhaps, since kids don't seem to listen that well, maybe not all of them, but maybe my niece in particular, since she doesn't learn to, she can't listen, she doesn't listen that well. So that's not the way she's learning her behavior. So how is she learning her behavior? Just by watching you act like an asshole. So then she acts like an asshole and everyone's like, why is she, why is she telling everybody to shut up and being mouthy? And it's like, oh, because that's exactly what my sister does. (laughs) It's just so mind blowing that people are like, I got no idea why my kid is the way it is. And it's like, well, I can tell you exactly why. Because she's just doing the shit that you do. She's acting like her mom. And people don't want to hear that. You know what I mean? People don't want to have the harsh realization that, you know, that maybe they're the ones that need to change a little bit. But that ain't going to happen. They'll just bitch at their kids about not being perfect or whatever it is, but they're not perfect anyway. I just find it fascinating. She's such a little mirror to the world. It's pretty fucking, it's, it's cool. It's interesting. Uh, I like my niece. She's pretty fun, man. She's a bit much. She does suck sometimes, but you know, it's not anybody. It's not definitely not her fault. It's everyone around her's fault, but nobody wants to accept responsibility for the behavior patterns that they have uh, instilled upon my niece, which is even more funnier. It's like, you can't, you don't know why she's acting like this. It's like, have you seen yourself for a half a second? you'll know exactly why they act the way they do, you know? And that's the thing is, is like me now, I'm going to be 35 next month, people. 35 next month. You believe it? I don't. <laughs> but it's like, oh, every a lot of the shit, a lot of my traits, my behavioral patterns. I haven't lived with my parents since, you know, for long term since 2009. So I have been able to kind of form my own my own little quirks, I guess, but there's a lot of shit where it's like, 
spending time with them, I just see, I go, oh, okay, that's why I do that. Or I do the same thing that you do, and I haven't figured out why. You know, just little nervous ticks, quirks, and then all of a sudden you see every every fucking one of them in your parents, and you go, God damn it, that's why I do it. Not because there's a particular reason to it, but just because that's what y'all did. So it's just mimicry, you know, mimicry, mimicry, I, whatever mimicking, whatever the verb is that maybe mimicking is just the verb form of mimic. Maybe I was trying to do too much there, but uh, it's cool, man. Here's the other thing I was thinking about with my niece is just even just talking to my parents now, too, because, you know, the world is they were both alive in the 60s and 70s, you know what I mean? And even, you know, I don't know how old everybody is listening to this podcast, but I was born in 87 and all throughout the 90s and just the, and maybe this happens with every generation where it's like, once you get older, you're like, holy fuck, what is, what is this world we're living in all of a sudden? This is nothing that I had anticipated for it to be like, you know? So it's just, um, the world is very strange. And my parents are like, we didn't know what the fuck. We didn't realize this is what it was going to be like when we had y'all. But uh, but anyway, nobody expects it to be that way. It's My niece going through life is very, very interesting. Because now she's in school, right? And schools are so like locked down now with security and everything. Like parents can't... You know, there were days I remember when uh, you forget your lunch... Or I remember one day in particular, we used to play tag at the bus stop, right? And uh, the bus pulls up, we're running around playing tag, and there was this little fat girl who used to go to school with us in elementary school. Nothing wrong with that, you know? Uh, I won't say she was beautiful because she did eat erasers and boogers. She had some problems, you know what I mean? But we're playing tag, and here comes the bus. Everyone's about to get in line, and she gets up to the line and does like a stop, and then like just jump straight up in the air and then just jumps right down on my lunchbox for some reason. Fucking destroyed everything. And I was always so worried that I was going to get in trouble for shit I didn't do that I was just fucking petrified. But fortunately, my dad was at the bus stop, saw that that happened. And uh, he's like, get on the bus. I'll get you lunch later, you know. And uh, he brought me lunch later in the day. You know what I mean? I think he had to check in with the office, but he came to class and was like, here's your, here's your lunch for lunch. And I was like, oh, cool. Great. You know, but apparently from kids can't, or parents can't do that anymore. You can't have like access to the school at all. You can wait in the office, I guess, and check in. But from what my sister was saying is they don't really fuck around with people going into classrooms now because they're afraid of kids getting shot, which is, <clears throat> I guess, reasonable, you know, but, uh, they got an armed guard at my sister or at my niece's elementary school. And it's just like, what the fuck are we doing? I also think it's interesting that the, the school is doing everything they can to almost separate themselves from the parents or the children from the parents. But that's a different, that's for another day. I don't know if I'm going to really go down that rabbit hole right now of what's going on with the public education system with our kids, but I don't think it's any good. But, uh, but yeah, now you got an armed guard. Like that's the way that kids go to school now as they walk next to some fucking security guy with a fucking gun and go, hey, hope you're happy to be here. Hey, hope you're happy to be here. It's like, what the fuck? And also it's like, okay, so now you got the security guard at the school, right? 
But do you remember when the kids got shot at the school in Texas and how they had the whole fucking police department there and not one of them was doing a goddamn thing, you know? So it's like, okay, if maybe some active shooter walks by the security guard, he's like, oh, okay, now I can do my business. But all of a sudden you get a call like, hey, there's an active shooter in room 36. You think that security guard's going to wander down the hall and handle business? For some reason, I doubt it. You know what I mean? It seems like it's all for a fucking show. And not that, you know, I don't know what to do about kids getting shot in school, but it's just, bro, I just think about my niece walking next, walking by an armed guard every fucking day of her life at school. And just the, what that, you either have to become numb to it or just like, what the fuck? What the fuck happened, man? You can either sit at home on a computer and not be around people and attend class, or you can walk by security guards where, you know, before you get brainwashed by the fucking state's pre-approved educational lessons, you know? It's fucking mind-blowing. Absolutely mind-blowing. I can't, you know, anyway. I don't know if I would, even if I if I was seven and in first, second grade or whatever the fuck she's in, maybe I'd be so busy just being seven and whatever's going on in the world that I wouldn't have, I wouldn't pay much attention to an armed guard, but... Again, I don't think it's going to I don't think it's going to do anything, man. They're going to sit on their asses just like they did in fucking Texas. Go, oh no, there's kids getting shots. Like, well, we can't we can't do nothing even though we're apparently supposed to. Well, whatever the fuck. It's fucking bizarre. Fucking mind-blowing. Zanies, the comedy club now has armed security as well for every show. What's the world coming to? You know, I get that people don't want to die, but eliminating the threat of death from your daily existence is impossible to do. It's all an illusion. You're pretending that you're not going to die today. Hopefully you don't. Odds are good you won't, unless you're sick or something like that. But the threat of death is what keeps life exciting. Do you understand, my friends? The fact that you might die should give you reason to live your life just a little bit more and a little bit happier. You know what I mean? Because it's coming one way or another for us. I don't get this idea that everyone just wants to go, I can't wait to be fucking 90 years old and just die in a bed, sad and alone. What the fuck kind of life is that? You know what I mean? And (laughs) not that we should be introducing death to children at school, so that's not a very exciting way to (laughs) go to school. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, fuck safety. Because you're on your own at the end of the day anyway. You know, maybe Zanies is a different scenario, but they do have an armed guard next to the stage at all points in time, you know. And I usually, I've been keeping a pocket knife on me, right? And I know the security there, and they, they've been cool with it the whole time, but now I guess Zanies has ramped up security. That's the comedy club in Nashville, by the way, in case you all didn't know. We got some new subscribers, new people to the podcast, new people to the Facebook page. Y'all have been fucking great, man. I thank everybody for their support real quick. We'll get more to that later. But what the fuck was I saying now? Armed guards, zanies, pocket knife. I know the security, you know. Used to be fine walking in there with a pocket knife. Now you can't do it. Now I can do it if I'm on the show. But if I'm not on the show, I can't have my pocket knife with me. And not that it's a weapon. It's a tool, my friend. It's useful. I've cut so many strings for people lately. And, you know, 
I found a seal that was tied in some fishing string wandering the streets of Nashville, Tennessee. I cut that fucker out, you know, put it back in the river where it came from. That's the stuff I've been doing with my knife. And now, now I'm going to, you know, get strangled by some rogue comedy fan at the comedy club because he didn't like a joke. Usually I'd stab him, but now I'm knifeless, you know? Anyway, I'm safeties for cowards. Keep yourself safe. Because when shit goes down anyway, you're like, oh, I'm glad we gave away our guns, and I'm glad I can't see my kids at school anymore. I'm glad they're very, very safe. And then the second trouble comes, you ain't going to be ready for it. And no one's going to come help you anyway. They just pretend that they're going to come help you. You're on your own, people. I keep saying this, but I think you are on your fucking own out there in the world, regardless of how safe people want to keep you. So keep your head on a swivel. Keep yourself protected. Do what you got to do. You know, pull your kids out of the public school system. It's not going good. Don't even go to private school. Just fucking, what are they doing in school anyway? They're sitting there counting to 100. Then you get on a computer and you do your work. Listen, you sit at home on the computer, get on YouTube. Learn how to fucking change the brakes on the old 87 Honda Civic, will ya? That's what you need to be doing, Junior. All right? Learn how to make a meatloaf by the time you're seven, okay? It's fucking multiplication tables. Yeah, it's probably good for you in some way. Probably makes you not look like an idiot. But how much multiplication are you using in life? Me? None. I use none. Anytime I use multiplication, it's usually I'm only multiplying by one or zero. You know, and those are the easiest ones. I go, how much money do I have today? $27. I go, okay, times that by zero. I go, okay, now you got no money. Times it by one, still got 27. Either way, my life doesn't require much math. I don't know how much yours does either, but I can't imagine it's worth, uh, ah, just worth sitting in a school where fucking you got to have some armed guard and nobody can have access to it because everyone's worried that you might be shooting kids. <laughs> I feel, I feel some way from my knees, man. It's crazy. It's fucking crazy. But anyway, I hope your life's doing good. Yeah. Uh, we'll take a, a quick break and say, Hey, thanks everybody for all the new subscribers. We finally reached a thousand. I appreciate that. Uh, I got a reel on Facebook that's almost reached a million views. So if you've seen that, if you've watched that, if you've shared that, fucking thanks. That's the most traction I've gotten on any video. So fucking things have been pretty good in the, in, in my world the past couple few weeks. And you guys have been a huge part of it. And the podcast fans and people watching the stand-up. And again, I know this podcast ain't for fucking everybody. Half the time, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I don't know if that comes as a shock to anybody. But here's the thing, people. Most of the people you listen to don't know what the fuck they're talking about. I'll just tell you I don't know what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? We have an honest relationship here on the podcast. That's what I'm all about. Being honest and uh, just trying to make sense out of this little journey that we call life. You know? We ain't trying to prove points. We're not doing any investigative reporting on this shit. You know? I read a headline and then I come on the podcast and go, this is the gospel. <laughs> Just like everybody else does, you know. But uh, anyway, thanks for being here, everybody. I certainly appreciate it. I appreciate your time. And thank you for the, the support. I feel like good things are coming soon. As long as I don't die. 
<laughs> and even if I do, that's okay. I welcome that experience. Ah, man, maybe that's why. Everything is, uh, I don't know. We're, ba- we're just sold so much fear in our country. That's a lot how the marketing works and shit like that. That's how people sell shit to you. You know what I mean? It's like they sell, a lot of people will sell health care products or like, you know, healthy foods and meals and all that shit. Not because they necessarily want you to live a healthy life, but because they want to instill the fear of being fat and gross into you. I feel like that's more of what people are doing than necessarily trying to look out for you. You know, they go, you don't want to be a big fatty, do you? And you go, fuck, I don't want to be a big fatty. It's like, well, eat this, eat these gummy bears. (laughs) They're packed with vitamins and nutrients that'll keep you from being a fatty. (laughs) Uh, So I just don't buy into it, you know? I'm not to, I don't want to die. It's not something I'm seeking out, but I absolutely welcome the experience. I find death to be fascinating just because it is something that we will all experience regardless, regardless of the path that you have walked in life, whether you've been a complete piece of shit, whether you have been walked the straight and narrow, been completely righteous, never harmed a hair on anybody's head. Your life's going to end the same as somebody who's killed millions of people. You know what I mean? And that's not to say, hey, go fucking live your life like a lawless motherfucker. You know what I mean? Listen to your heart and your head and follow that path. But don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to live. Don't be afraid to die. Because we're all going to do it. And it's okay. It's not something to run from. You know, prolong life. Life is good. It's good to be around friends. It's good to be around family. Eating food is great. You know, taking a nap, coming, all that stuff. Real fun. But uh, despite how fun those things are, I don't think it's any reason to, uh, to be afraid or to be worried about the inevitable end that is coming for each and every one of us. It'll be a unique experience that we only get to have once. But we're all doing it together. So how bad can it be? You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know, people. I don't know what this podcast has been about. Life, the future of America, whatever the fuck. Just rambling. Just rambling a little bit here. I uh, I don't know. I saw this video. There's so many things in... I I know you're not supposed to like Russia (laughs) nowadays because of war or whatever it is. But Russia's got pretty cool people in that country dude as far as like they've taken like mma and boxing to the extremes and it's fucking pretty cool they've had like four on four mma fights so there's just eight people in a cage and then once one gets knocked out all of a sudden it's four on three and you know how that's gonna end it's gonna be four on two pretty quick and then four on one and it's just four dudes mauling a guy but i saw the I guess on Russian television, or maybe it's the internet or whatever it is, they did a they did an MMA fight in a phone booth. And you go, Joe, how does that work? Well, it's, you put two people in a phone booth, and then they just start punching the shit out of each other because there's not much else you can do. And the fucked up thing is, is one guy is clearly knocked out, but you can't fall over in the phone booth. So nobody knows he's knocked out. So the only thing keeping this guy up 
is the other dude's punches. Uh, pretty brutal. <laughs> you know what I mean? Pretty brutal video. But those Russians, man, they just come up with such such unique ways to have fun and to show who the uh, to show who the strongest person is. You know what I mean? Could you ever could you ever get that on American television? Do you think you could put two people in a fucking four foot room? Not even how big is a phone booth? Foot and a half, two feet wide at the most. You know, we can't do that. But we can't put fucking rich whores on television who just are nothing but a bunch of succubi sucking the life out of men and then selling their fucking makeup and lies to all the kids. You know what I mean? Talking about the Kardashians, people. Fuck them. Fuck them all. Those are the people that need to be eliminated from the earth, in my opinion. Those kind of types. I'm not calling for it. I don't know if I'm supposed to be saying these types of things on the internet. <sighs> Whatever, dude. Whatever. Here's the thing. I keep getting shit taken down from TikTok. This happens like every fucking two or three weeks, and I feel like I'm bitching about it on this podcast. But here's the thing. I saw him. I don't know how talking about like cum is such a bad thing. You know what I mean? Or saying the word fuck. Because I, I was on TikTok, I saw a alligator rip the face off of a zebra. The zebra was trying to cross the river, baby zebra, young zebra, you know what I mean? Trying to get across the river, alligator snatches its face, barrel, does its little barrel death roll thing, and then just rips the face off of the zebra. Zebra's still alive, but it's just missing most of its face. Now, I guess that could be considered for educational purposes. In case any zebras are on TikTok going, I was thinking about crossing a river today, but now I'm not gonna. But I don't know how that is better. Or not better, but I don't know how saying come and fuck is worse for a child's mind than to watch a zebra's face get absolutely ripped off. Because that's what it is, right? That's why you get banned from TikTok, because it offends people and it's bad for the kids you know but anyway russia's cool my shit keeps getting taken down <laughs> life as usual you know what i mean let's get you the animal video clip of the week and get you on your fucking way people good to be back i hope you all are still here with me you know hope i didn't lose anybody the week i was gone i know how these podcast things work you miss a week and then nobody loves you anymore but that's okay i'll accept uh I'll accept my fate. I'll say that way. Uh, this video, pretty cool one, coming from World Star Hip Hop. There's a uh, a lady in the street, right? Not like a hooker or nothing like that. Not a lady of the night, just a lady. And then she just happens to be standing in the street. And uh, I don't know whose dog it is, but a pit bull attacks her. Grabs her leg. You know, you know how pit bulls do. You know, they're the sweetest of dogs, right? Everyone says, oh, they're such the... The sweetest of dogs. Welcome. There's so many videos of them mauling and attacking people if they're the the sweetest of dogs. You know, I don't see a lot of golden retriever attacks on the internet. You know what I mean? Uh, don't see a lot of uh, uh, what's the other big little fluffy ones? The little mastiffs. You know what I mean? I think those can be pretty mean too. But anyway, the point is, pit bulls are the sweetest dogs ever despite uh, a majority of dog attacks on the internet featuring pit bulls, they are still the best and, and, and not mean at all. They weren't bred to 
uh, latch onto bulls' faces and hold them in place at all. That's not what they're for. They're for children. They're children's toys. That's all a pit bull is. It's something for a kid to play with. That's all. But this pit bull, you know, he didn't get the memo, so he was trying to maul this lady. And uh, a dude came up, and I'll tell you, sometimes you're on your own, people. Sometimes you're not. But I'll tell you, the police weren't the ones showing up to help this lady. Just some other guy wandering the street. Was he a pimp? No. Was he looking for a hooker? No. I don't know. Maybe. Could have been. <laughs> but he fucking, uh, he jujitsus this fucking pit bull, puts it in a rear naked choke, and just chokes the fucking dog out. Let's go to the lady. Everyone gets away from the dog. Dog's out for maybe three or four seconds, comes back too, and he's like, oh, fuck. What happened? I'm missing some time in my head. And uh, scampers off. You know what I mean? I've never seen anybody choke out a dog like that. Like full-on professional good form. I'll say that. I've been watching a lot of UFC. Good form on that guy choking out the dog, you know? Pretty cool video. Very happy ending. It just goes to show you can do anything if you put your mind to it, you know? If you feel like choking a dog unconscious, bro, you can do it. You just got to believe and you can achieve. Thanks for checking out the podcast this week, everybody. Hope we had a little bit of fun. I appreciate you all being here. Don't forget, I'll be in Texas this week in Houston on Wednesday at The Secret Group. I'll be in Bryan, Texas this coming Thursday at Rogue Comedy Network. And then Friday and Saturday, <laughs> I'll be at uh, Hyenas Comedy Club in Dallas, Texas, with my good buddy Aaron Weber. And uh, next week, Bridgeport, Connecticut, then Chicago, then Vegas. Then we're going to be in Dayton, Ohio. I'll be back in Cincinnati the second weekend in November. So come check me out, joekellycomedy.com. Keep up with me, and I'll keep up with you. I appreciate every last one of you for fucking sticking around supporting everything i appreciate it i certainly do appreciate your time listen do me a favor all right take care of yourself take care of somebody else catch you around real fucking soon later <laughs>